0: Well, I think we came out 0-2. Oh, it's not terrible. Um, we definitely have a shot. I think if we get a good crowd, get a goal early. I think we still have a shot. Yeah, I think that's going to be the biggest thing is you need to get a, a goal in the first half, and then, then the game will really uh, blow up from there. The crowd will be real into it. Yeah, I think a lot of it will also have to be at the officiating. Yeah, I mean, the officiating is always going to be a thing. Stupid Brothers Podcast, presented by the Brotherly League Game. I'm AJ down in Fredericksburg, Virginia, joined by my co-host and my brother. I am
1: Luke. I'm up here in Philly, and it is episode ninety nine.
0: Ninety nine bottles of beer on the wall. We're gonna (laughs) sing that, and then we'll get into the episode. Yep, just hold tight, and then we'll talk about famous Wayne Gretzky moments in Philadelphiaian history. (laughs) Any other ninety nines you want to reference?
1: Um, mm, nope. That's right.
0: it. Who's the most famous player to wear 99 for the union?
1: I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of guys that are born in 99, like homegrowns, like oh, older, like that's... older homegrowns. So like older than Fontana even.
0: Yeah. Cause they'd be, they'd be about 22. This is good content. Anyway. <laughs> um, I know Jack, Jack Mack, uh, when he left the union, he wore 99 for Montreal. Oh, um, Anyway, so almost oh, what? Almost got one. Almost got one. So we'll we'll talk about the CCL, obviously. Um, and then yeah, it'll be kind of like a medium length podcast. We'll talk CCL. Then we'll the second half will be kind of a little bit of a grab bag. We got a fun game we'll play, and we'll preview the NYCFC game and Montreal two games coming up this week. Um, big stuff for the Union moving forward. All right, so Luke, you went to the watch party, right? Yeah what do you think? Was that fun? Was
1: it a nice crowd? Yeah, it was good. It was a really cool crowd. I wasn't sure what I was expecting just because it was a game that starts at 10 o'clock at night on a weekday.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah.
1: But it was awesome. It was, it was, yeah, definitely a big crowd. It was like the back room of Brawlhouse, um, which is where I was watching a lot of Euro games, which is cool. It was like, it's a cool soccer uh, atmosphere there. Um, And it was, it was packed. Like we, I got there maybe like 30 minutes early or 30 minutes before the game started. And, um, we uh, found one of the last tables like it was pretty packed um so it was cool The two was there i awkwardly said hi to him and i walked right in didn't expect to see him like right there just chilling which is cool that's my guy uh, Yeah, yeah yeah and it was fun they, they like the they did you know gets got some chance going and andre blake chance when he was making some saves and like the the corner kick chant when you know the the union and the claps and stuff so it was it was a cool atmosphere and it was yeah it was fun to watch with a bunch of bunch of fellow union fans um you know made the the sting of the result less um hurt less so that was good and I, I had some friends come too so i wasn't alone like we said last podcast so yeah
0: oh that's cool man yeah. i mean i watched alone so i felt the full brunt <laughs> of the sting How about that? <laughs> sorry about that hey you know it's... um yeah that's cool i'm glad that was a good experience and so that's what i wanted to touch on to begin this whole thing is like yeah we lost but I think it's really cool that the union just just in the big picture got to be a part of something that was really cool, bigger than you know anything else we've ever been a part of. With yeah. uh, the union just being in a semifinals of a big tournament, you can kind of see that like players are on the field taking pictures in the stadium that um, is pretty historic. Uh, fans made the trip, like shout out to all the people who traveled down there. Sound and looked like it was a really cool time. Um, they got a police escort out of the stadium which was cool to see like just like it just kind of showed the magnitude of the situation right um cuz i don't imagine there's really been many other opportunity uh, many other times where union fans have um not only made a destination trip out of a legit game not like a preseason game but like a real game and then had like police escort so it's pretty cool that the moment was that big um for our club our team the Philadelphia I was gonna say our little club the Philadelphia Union but I guess we're kind of big I don't know um so yeah I think I think that's the first thing to remember is like it was such a cool cool thing right so then we got into the game and uh man that second minute that set second minute break that would have been amazing if Casper would have I guess he tried to back heel it the ball's a little behind him so he reached out with his left foot trying to like kind of do that fancy back heel into the net yeah Oh, uh, that would have been what a way that would have started the game and it would have flipped everything. I think it would have um made the game more exciting also in the from the Club of America standpoint, because then they would have really had to push and the Union defended pretty well on the night, decently I'd say. Um didn't really give up too many opportunities. But uh yeah, if Club of America had to come chase a goal when the Union got the away goal right away, oh that would have been a very fun and tense and crazy little night had that, had that first one went in, yeah. but alas. Yeah. And Casper, Casper does not score goals in the second minute. He yeah. scores them in the second to last minute.
1: That's true. Um, yeah. And yeah, like you're saying, it, you want to open up the game. It really didn't end up that way. The, most of like the first half definitely called America had the ball. It felt like leading up to their first goal. Like I like mentioned to my friend, I feel like we had, I like, they said, like, I feel like we didn't have the ball for like, 10 straight minutes and then like we saw the possession stat and it was like 80% called America 20% unit and I was like oh yeah okay that's probably not much of an exaggeration it's pretty heavily leaning towards called America and just in possession but you were saying like the defense didn't give up a lot of big chances like it's not like called America was you know throwing you know haymakers at us and we're just like trying to stay alive like we just they just we're just moving the ball around uh holding possession weren't really being too, I don't know, creative or anything with the ball, but they just kind of waited for the chances, and, and that first goal was off a free kick that got blocked and then a deflection, which which just kind of sucked. Like, we were definitely saying, like, we didn't want to give up an early goal, That 16th, 17th minute. Like, not like that's super early, but that's still still frustrating and it's a goal that kind of a fluky goal that we, you know, it wasn't our fault that it kind of went in. It just kind of is one of those things that just happens.
0: Yeah, I yeah. That first twenty minutes, I was it was also frustrating because, um, in a way, it's kind of what you expected that America is going to have the ball a lot more than us. Uh, they're clearly the bigger, more dominant club of the two. Um, but I felt I was so frustrated with just like the fouling. Like Bedoya, what had like three fouls in the first fifteen minutes, and I don't know if that's like part of the game plan, like let's come out and show them we're not intimidated, or if it was like. I can't keep up with these guys and I don't want them running at my back lines. Let me foul them here and there. Um, And it was just, we, we just kept giving up too many opportunities, whether, whether you're a good team or a bad team. if you get a free kick and a chance to like play the ball into the box from far away, or, you know, obviously a foul from the top of the 18 um, good or bad, you're going to, you're going to be giving up some chances. And, and we were, we were doing a pretty good job of getting guys behind the ball, being, being, mostly organized i mean the team is built and coached to be calm without the ball and i wasn't sure if the badoya fouls were real helpful cuz i don't know if it instilled like a little bit of a sense of early panic or if it was more of a hey let's establish ourselves um but yeah
1: i would say it's kind of more the second cuz it like you're saying like we got we were able to get behind the ball a lot i feel like those kind of fouls Allow for that, like you know, stops the play, kind of reset the defense, get behind the ball, and it kind of keeps America in front of you by making those fouls. And I, I agree that that's frustrating. And I, I do think the ref kind of called it kind of it's kind of a tight game to keep things in check, but it is frustrating to see that kind of game flow happen because it's one just not fun to watch, and it's just frustrating to keep seeing America get these b- b- free kicks that like inevitably led to a goal. So
0: yeah, and I know, and people might hate this. But a lot of people are like complaining about the the refing, and I, I I get it. I get people want want the game to be called for uh, the favor of your team, and like that that makes sense. Like we yeah, we all we want that, but I I didn't think the ref was really blowing it that much. Um, I mean, a couple couple things, and we'll get into the PK and lack of in the second half, but like. The Elliott call, uh, people on Twitter I saw were like, that was not a foul. I mean, it, it was a foul. He he reached in, and I mean, as a defender, you shouldn't be reaching in at the top of the 18. Um, it, it, I felt like a lot of people blame the ref a lot more than needed to be. Uh, I don't think the Union played the perfect game in order to expect to have a perfect referee. And I always say, if if I don't play a perfect game, I can't expect to have a perfect referee. Yeah. Um, and so let's go into... Speaking of refereeing and uh, my birthday, is that what you said? You wanted to talk about that? Of course. Um, Yeah. So my birthday also buys birthday. Shout out to our guy. Um, But yeah, obviously he lost his tooth, got knocked out of the game. Um, But like when you look at that play, it didn't look like much. And uh, yeah, a hand came up and hit him in the face. Literally two minutes before, though, he also pushed the guy as he's going out of bounds to kind of throw him to the ground in an unnecessary way. So it's like, you didn't call the one on Bizo, so you're not going to call it on the other guy. I get that, um, tit for tat or whatever. Um, it's just unfortunate that they caught Bizo in just a, a bad spot on his face. Um, and people are like, oh, go to VAR, but even VAR is for red cards. You know, I'm not going to defend VAR, obviously, it's the worst thing in the history of soccer. <laughs> um, Like VAR is for a red card, and I don't think you would call a red card on a hand coming up to someone's face when two guys are, you know, hand jockeying, chasing after a ball towards the corner. Like, you're not going to call that red, so you can't go to VAR for a a yellow. Um, It's just, it's not the point. Otherwise, the game would be slowed down, right? Even more than VAR is ruining soccer.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure, I think it was Wagner. Did, made that same kind of thing on a on a Toronto player and like kind of elbowed him in the face, just running backwards, tracking a ball, almost in the same exact play in, in the last Toronto game, and it wasn't a a collar or anything. So yeah, it's yeah, I agreed. He lost his tooth. That's crazy. And I hope he, that's, I don't know. I guess you hope you replace that, or I don't know how you deal with that. But um, yeah, I I think maybe that kind of made it look a little seem a little more dramatic, and people play with that a little more. But I yeah. I think I agree with you.
0: The cool thing is he joins a pretty um, exclusive company in the lost tooth at the Azteca. Uh, <laughs> the last person to lose a tooth at the Azteca was Mr. Pele, and he went on to have a pretty solid career himself. So um, you fact-check that if you want, but don't let me know if you don't. <laughs> so uh, advancing through the game, the Union to give up a PK. Uh, I don't know. What? Well, I imagine what it was like at the watch party when that was called. Well, not called, and then VAR called. Um, tell me everyone's kind of reaction in your crowd, and I'll tell you what the reaction was in my lonesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, what you'd expect. People were very upset with that call. Um and I, I think I agree. It was such a soft touch, and the player, the Cal America player, was like, you know, playing into the the contact that that Martinez barely made. So, and I don't know if he actually touched the ball and maybe, and I guess that was a just deciding factor, but it was a, a, a soft call and I, I get it. It's a call that I I understand that got made, but it was one that you could see not getting made too. So that's why it was just a little, little frustrating to see. And especially it was what, like the 80th minute and we had a much stronger second half. And, um, you know, losing one zero would have been a pretty solid result coming out of Cold America. So yeah, it was just, it was just frustrating. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think the most frustrating part is that the call was not made and the referee seemed to actually be in a good position. It looked like he had the right angle on, on call on the, uh, on the slide. Grand scheme, like as a defending player, should you be sliding across the box? No. Um, but yeah, it just kind of sucked. And then VAR comes in and says, oh, "Wait, actually." And I, again, VAR should be for clear and obvious. And I think exactly. it was not clear and obvious. So, I mean, it's the old adage: if you have to look at it more than two times, that in itself means it's not clear and obvious. Yeah. So, um, and it's it's the same thing with like EPL and like the offside lines. If you have to use math to figure out if someone's offside, um, he's onside. That's that's it. Now unfortunately uh I missed this next big talking point um, cuz I was up like dealing with one of my kids so Burke gets go ahead I'll let you cuz I I missed this part um and I haven't seen a replay because CONCACAF is hiding it
1: Yeah yeah can't find a replay of it either but um yeah it was I don't know late 80 late 80 I don't know 87 88 minute or something um Burke is running onto a ball inside the box and just kind of gets, he has a position with the, with the ball between himself and or himself between the ball and, and the defender, and the defender kind of goes through him, not in a incredibly malicious way, but in a way that felt on par with calling the previous PK call to call this one or at least yes. look at this one. And the ref, it was a no call on the field, and I, it was so we expected him to you know get you know get called in and you know do the whole VAR thing, but that never actually happened, and. Just a little frustrating, it because it, it, it just felt as, but you know, soft yeah, yeah, as the other as one as that one. that the ref did call and yeah. overturned and called. So it felt like that same situation, and you know, usually the refs, if you give a PK like that to one team, you kind of look into yeah, potentially giving to the other team, can I you know, even the calls up or whatever. But this didn't happen. Didn't happen for us, and maybe I shouldn't expect that in in the as as tech in Concacaf. Um, but it's also like, I I get not calling that it wasn't a, you know, a super obvious call because it obviously wasn't even calling on the, on the field. So, um, uh,
0: these things, these things do hopefully tend to even out and, and kind of as a union fan, our history certainly hasn't felt like things have evened out between all the like us open cup losses and just kind of hard times, but you know, then we won supporters shield. So maybe like this, we're getting some of this good karma coming back our way after suffering for 10 years. So maybe, maybe on the home leg, we'll we'll get a soft PK, maybe something early, a little like someone crosses it and hits someone's hand. Um, it just has to be called a PK. There, there could be some good juju coming our way on the way back. As these things do kind of even themselves out because the soccer gods hate VAR, and so they're doing their best to, you know, bring bring the natural game back to the way it should be. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true.
0: Um, one thing I felt in this game and I, I don't know, I just kind of saw our defense hoofing the ball up a lot. And I guess when you're playing against a team that's superior, you're kind of playing for that second ball or, you know, let us skip, skip the midfield if the other team's midfield is better than ours or we're not really having much success. So I felt like Elliot and Glezes were kind of stuck without options through the midfield. They're just kind of hoofing it forward. Um, but it made me think that we we were missing Montero in this game where he, he is a guy who is good at connecting and, you know, has that little extra little extra technical ability where he can receive it in a tight spot and then break into a quick space to find that next pass. I did feel like we were kind of missing, missing that piece. And I mean, Martinez wasn't exactly filling that void do the guys. Gazdag really did himself any, any glory. Um, Say it was a shame that we, we didn't have our one DP and now looks like we're gonna have zero DPs, which I mean, it's just crazy,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, I agree that he, he definitely would have been helpful. I also, I don't know, I wasn't as impressed with Cup America in this game. Like, I feel like maybe they were also playing in like not their top gear, um, because they maybe they didn't feel like they needed to, and yeah, the results showed that maybe that's true, but I do feel like if we were playing at our top level um, we would have been able to like even this game up with, you know, two, two or, or win this game. Like, I feel like the way called America was playing, like they have, I know they have a bunch of talent and they were the better team of the night, but they didn't seem like a team that were like, could were c- would completely outclass us at our, on our, even at our, at our best. So I don't know. I feel like there is still hope and like our midfield can figure it out. And I, i I actually I did think gazdag like played a decent game i I do agree that there isn't then we need to find have a better way to link defense to offense and I'm not sure where that really comes, but
0: yeah, we don't really have a two way player right now right you know like Badoya martinez flock they're they're not really bringing too much offensively and then on the other side gazdag casper Santos they're not really Bringing too much defensively. Casper tries to come back and find the ball, but if he's the one coming back to find the ball, then you know where you're going to go forward with it. Um, you're not exactly playing it into Santos's feet. Uh, so, um, yeah, yeah. There was something else I wanted to say, but I can't forget at this point. <laughs> but that's all right. Oh yeah, yeah. So just kind of thinking this was kind of off of this game but just kind of thinking of where the unions stand now. If we're losing Montero or one DP, we're, we're a team with no DPs. We're selling young kids overseas. I was just kind of thinking of where are we on the spectrum of MLS teams because you got a team like Dallas. Um, you know, they they don't seem to have any interest in winning. They Their interest is let's sign a bunch of young kids and hope to hit on... You know, one or two sales a year, and it's they're making money, but they're not winning championships right now. They got other teams who, you know, they're spending money strictly trying to win, win now, uh, whether it's working or not. The Torontos and the Miami's, um, and so where do you kind of see the union on that spectrum? I mean, I guess we're probably, I, I, I go back and forth because we're not, we're obviously not spending money like like the Miamis and Torontos. Um, but it's not like we're not trying to win. It's not like we have a... I mean, we won the Shield last year and, and we still have these skilled pieces where we're still in a spot to be competitive in the East. So I'm just trying to see where you feel like we fall in that realm of MLS teams where we don't suck, but are we really pushing to win? Are we just pushing to sell?
1: Uh, I kind of see this as a team that like as a cycle and because of like these homegrowns needing time to develop and we need to give them time to develop like we're not going to have like an a top level team every year and i feel like this is because because last year we i feel like last year we hit that top level we hit we were that like you know top team we obviously won the shield so and i feel like this year because we you know sell a couple guys you know got moves on we have to kind of rebuild and i feel like it's like, it, it's kind of like a, re, like, natural rebuilding through, like, the academy and stuff. So, like, we're, like, seeing guys like Sullivan, Paxson, McGlynn, like, this is kind of their development year. And then, like, maybe next year, the following year, those guys stick around or we we get the right pieces around our, our homegrowns. And then we kind of click again and have another run at, at you know, being one of the top on list teams, like, last year. So, I feel like we're kind of the team where it's like, we're not, like, we're not trying to win every year, but, like, it takes it's like a cycle where we're like at the level where we can really see ourselves winning some trophies in a season. Does
0: that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That does make sense. Then I kind of think about, all right, so what's, what's the next, what's missing right now? Or what's the next step? Should we, I mean, we, we, we need to bring in something. We got to like, I feel like you can't just be an MLS team without a DP. You need, you need to spend some money to get some talent in here.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I feel like you want to do that. I guess with the window's over now, but you would and it just sucks the timing with Montero that like if this all happened at the very end of the transfer window. Um, like you want to get them in as soon as possible, so even if it's not for this year's success, you get them in training with the team and stuff, get them acclimated so next year you can hit the ground running' mm-hmm. it's always tough for these guys to come over from you know Europe or come up from South um America and then you know start playing in the butt cold of February. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so just just trying to think what what's the next logistical step in the union's you know so called cycle. And I, I like I, I get what you're saying. Um, so then just kind of following up with like what what would be next, and have we missed? Uh, maybe maybe what I'm asking is, did we miss a window? Did we miss our chance to kind of be good next year because we didn't bring in a DP which. It turned out we were going to need. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I kind of don't think so because, one, because it looks like these homegrowns are awesome. Like we see, we saw, you know, against New England, like those guys can play. And if they stick around next year, we're going to be pretty good. I think it's a matter of just like getting those, not, I guess a DP, but like not, we don't need like a top level DP to really make it going. Like, are we won the supporter shield with, with guys that weren't like big spending guys. Like I feel like God's is as pricey as Montero. So if he just, you know, con- continues his progression with the union, he's a guy that we can really rely on next year, along with homegrown and other supporting players. And I think it's just a matter of getting the right pieces to fit and the right guys to, you know, hit the right levels to, 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 us, for us to really compete. I don't know if it's amount of a matter of like, we lost our window need to like rebuild and, and spend a whole bunch of money. Like it obviously helps, but I don't know if we're really like in a terrible spot right now and looking to the future with this team.
0: And kind of thinking, um, maybe we did hit our window. Maybe we got it with the the Davo. maybe just kind of thinking like, Oh, you need need goals. And well, we did just bring in a striker. So maybe, maybe that's the guy. And
1: Yeah. And we also have the Bueno who could be another solid pickup. That could be that, that midfield piece that we might be missing. Not exactly as a Montero replacement, but a guy who brings that kind of game. Like, we haven't seen him yet, but he's he's a guy that seems to have some talent. And these are both young guys, so it could be just the beginning of a new window with uh, a lot of young pieces, you know, getting to form.
0: All right, cool, cool. Yeah, I see that cycle. Okay, okay. Yeah, it just kind of was rattling around in my brain, and I'd mm-hmm. uh, like a time to talk about it. Um, All right, so let's before we take a break, uh, let's talk Union Best, Union Worst. Who do you have as your best player from the CCL semifinals.
1: Um I did like Gazdag. I feel like he was our best shot at a goal. In this game he was I I liked when it, seeing him on the ball and he was creating some chances obviously that in that you know the opening minutes, but I-, I I liked him on the ball and he seemed to be of the quality to keep up to play with America. But I-, I think I might want to give it to Klesnes. Oh, you dick. <laughs> no, okay. I you know I'll just stick with, with Gazdag <laughs> I made the case for Gazdag, but uh so i'll just obviously have got stuck and you you can say yours then
0: uh, uh, i'm gonna go glesnitz
1: <laughs> i would i like thought uh, that was I'm better but the g
0: yeah. the unit um <laughs> uh, all right and then my honorable mention for best is going to be uh Bezos tooth eh, so but R-B. i figured i should give it to an actual person rather than just a flying body part <laughs> um i guess a tooth is a body part right part yeah. of the body yeah You'd probably say more part of the body than a body part. <laughs> you know, you guys get it. Um, all right, who who's the worst? Hmm. I. You go first. Oh man, I you were just really pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you knew worse. I could throw that at Ibiza's tooth again for <laughs> jumping out of his mouth. I shouldn't do that. Um, I'd say. I'd say uh, I, you know, I wasn't really too impressed with Bedoya. I was kind of hoping he would have stepped up more. And I mean, I know he works, works his butt off, but, um, I don't know. We, we might be just seeing, seeing we need to cut his minutes, give the, give the guy a little more reprieve from game to game. I mean, he's, he's like the same age as me. So, you know, that's, that's not a good thing. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I think I agree with that one. I, I'd also maybe Martinez because he was a guy where I, you were saying mm-hmm. needed to step up to for us to be have some success in this game, and and he wasn't really that guy in in the game. Um, yeah, so yeah, that was a little I, disappointing.
0: Yeah, because I guess you would expect more from Martinez and Bedoya to be a little more quiet or just a workhorse, and mm-hmm. and Martinez was not that. Ah, right, cool, good, I agree cool i like that one more all right guys well thanks for listening after this we're going to take a break after this break we'll talk about italy we're going to play a union fifa ranking game we'll preview a couple games and i did put out to twitter that i was going to buy a new union jersey so i will announce to the player um to the player i'm going to announce to that player if they're (laughs) listening and we know they are uh that i'm going to get their name on my jersey so um come back after this Hey guys, DB Brothers Podcast. Thanks for listening and coming back. Um, We're going to talk about the second leg, September 15th. Do you think we have a shot? Luke, what do you think? Well,. I think we came out 0-2. Oh, it's not terrible. Um, we definitely have a shot. I think if we get a good crowd, get a goal early. I think we still have a shot. Yeah, I think that's going to be the biggest thing is you need to get a, a goal in the first half, then, then the game will really uh, blow up from there. The crowd will be real into it. Yeah, I think a lot of it will also have to be at the officiating. Yeah, I mean, the officiating is always going to be a thing. Um, I, I know I've talked about this before. I like when our home crowd sees, like, some bad calls, not, like, drastically bad that are going to impact the game, but something where the the crowd can uh, get all together and kind of razzing the ref a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a great point. And then everyone kind of is in it together, um, rooting for the union uh, and against the ref, and that just kind of builds that sense of community. Um, It'll be interesting to see what the crowd is like with with the club America fans there. Cause you know, they're going to be bringing too. um, you'll be there, right? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to be there. Me and dad will definitely be there. You're not going to be able to make it. Are you now? Nah, I don't think I'm going to be able to make that one. So, uh, I'll be counting on you and the rest of everyone to, um, really bring it. It'll also be interesting to see if a uh, guy like Davo at that point might be more, more of a piece that could be inserted into the lineup. Um, <laughs> But yeah, anything else you want
1: to hit on, Luke? Should I, should I even be here anymore? Like,
0: I don't know, man. I don't know. I took <laughs> care of the second leg. Anything else you want to add on that? I one?
1: I, I took all my headphones to get Andre, and then I came back.
0: <laughs> yep. I'm I'm into the second half of the podcast already, buddy. No, that's uh, great. I
1: can't wait to listen to that and make that the intro.
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um. So yeah, we still got a shot in the second leg. That that's the big thing, and we'll we'll definitely hit on that more as it gets closer. But um we didn't really talk about how we didn't come out in the worst case scenario i think the the most sour point is that we could have been in a better case scenario but you know to his life
1: are you actually doing the seconds at half what are we what are we doing right now yeah
0: man we're going we're going it's <laughs> hilarious we're doing it all right so um
1: all right I, get, get I hope into, i made some great points
0: i you really just supported me in my thoughts um uh, <laughs> before we get into too much of the goof um the Philadelphia Union Foundation is uh, doing a silent auction kind of deal. There, um, it's gonna be a competition, skills competition, this weekend at the Montreal halftime, Montreal games halftime. Um, you donate uh, the the website we put out on our Twitter. Um, you choose the player to pledge a donation for: Ray Gaddis, Fred, Ryan Richter, or Zach Pfeffer. Um And then you're entered into a chance to be on the field with that player for a skills challenge. Um, And if you click, you just click on the player's face and, you know, minimum donation $1. But this money is going to go towards helping out the uh, local community and soccer programs in Chester. So a great little thing, fun way to kind of build a little uh, community, Uh, well, community, yes, competition within a fundraiser. And also give you a chance to be on the field with an alumni from Phil, from the Philly Union, so pretty cool thing from the Union Foundation. Who, who would you pick? Uh, between Gaddis, Fred, uh, Ryan Richter, or Pfeffer? Mm-hmm. I have a Fred jersey. Um, oh yeah, I think I got you guess. that. You did, you did. Uh, it's got no beambo on the front, mm-hmm. um, but there's also a Gaddis jersey that I was watching on eBay uh it goes up um in about a day but uh yeah i'd probably i'd probably go fred maybe yeah. Feffer though he was he was all, i always liked him too
1: yeah yeah we I mean, can't go wrong either way richter's also like a guy that's
0: he's really actively
1: good. contributing to the union he's a yeah, academy yeah. coach or Just, young you he's one like well like u12 u10 the younger guys but those teams look fun
0: yeah Sure do.
1: So, but I can't can't argue with Ray too. So, you know, man, I right, feel like he's yeah. probably gonna run away with this.
0: Hey Amen. Yeah, man. What if you like got in the skills competition with Ray and you were better than him? That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> <It's> so, <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Brian Scoretta, front of the pod, um, reported today that Jack DeBrys venezia on loan should be announced very shortly uh the guy has very little tape um he's played gosh i, I want to say the number was like 13 mm-hmm. minutes yeah in pretty sure that's it um crazy and i saw the little like in the thread of sharetta's tweet someone's like hey check out his highlights and it was like four clips of him doing fancy footwork around guys and granted it looked really good but it wasn't like a two-minute film roll of him scoring goals, making stuff happen. It was like kind of just like little skill moves around the field. So it's I, it's kind of odd, but awesome for the Union to get a guy who they haven't really seen uh, on the first team to overseas. And I mean, what what's the best case scenario to come out of this?
1: I mean best case is that he is able to develop further in Venezia and make the next support in his career like that seems like uh, if he was able to develop either here or there it's it's wherever he's he's able to develop most and if he's getting going to get the best chance in Venezia that's great and he's going to be able to compete with higher level quality talent that's awesome and and obviously like Italy's a pretty great place for soccer so that's that's pretty awesome um yeah Venezia seems to be really buying into the American player too so there's definitely seems like a good chance that if he is good enough, he's going to get his shot on the first team and, and get minutes there. So I think it's, it feels like a great move for him. Yeah. It's crazy. We haven't seen him to play. And I feel like this year we've, we've said it multiple times, like he's could have been a guy if he, if he was healthy to get a lot of minutes at, at striker because of the way our striker pool was one pretty thin and two not performing as well as we would have liked. So um it sucks we didn't get to see that for the union but if this is the case that he moves on like that's great for him and great for the union academy too they could be able to sell a guy to a a syria team without him having much minutes that's that's kind of impressive that's like uh that's kind of like stepping into the fc dallas type ball with selling guys that aren't even proving themselves with the first team just just showing that they're good enough and that the the union academy has that kind of pedigree to, to produce this kind of talent that you can take a flyer on this guy before seeing him play at the at the top level
0: yeah. I mean I don't know, maybe maybe I should see if they want to pick me up on loan, you
1: know? Just, You're American, so you have that going for you.
0: And, and there there certainly isn't much film of me on the first team, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty cool. How quickly would you buy a Venezia jersey if they uh purchase?
1: I was already looking at them because one, they already have Americans, but two, they're just incredible looking kits. Um they're they're sold out, so right now it's going to be tough. I, I was, look, I did look at them today. So they're, they are sold out, but they're the coolest looking jerseys. I think of the whole world world. I think, yeah, they're, they're pretty awesome. So they're, <laughs> if they come back in stock, I, I probably get one of them no matter if this move goes through or not.
0: Um. Yeah. I My only hesitation is that I, I don't really feel that same connection to him Um. because I've, we haven't seen him play like yeah it'd be awesome but yeah i I want a little more connection um i get that yeah you you got it Mm -hmm. um all right cool man all right so i'll tee up this next game this is this is i've been looking forward to this for a couple weeks now um so listening to friend of the pod jason davis's his podcast um him and uh jared's whatever his name is um did a game where they took the FIFA rankings for the top 100 U S players and their producer would have them kind of a price is right thing where they'd say a name, Weston McKinney and Jason Davis would say, I can guess where he ranked in the top 100 according to FIFA's rankings within five. And then Jared would go, Well, I can do it within three. And they kind of challenge each other to see if they can get within that. So if I said three for Weston McKinney, and my guess was number five, my range would be down to two or up to eight. So three above and three below. So you understand how they did it, correct? Yep, gotcha. Cool. So what we're gonna do now is our own little version, our uh, producer is out tonight. Um, <laughs> so just kidding, it's Luke. Um,
1: <laughs> kind of, it's kind of true though, that I started this this segment. <laughs>
0: That's true. That's all oh man. What if I did this whole game all by myself? <laughs> um, anyway, so we're going to, we're going to do five players. Uh, I'll pick three and you get to ask for two. I've set a range for all of the players, according to their FIFA 21, where they started the year. Now, full disclosure, um, this probably has not been updated. There are some players who are on this list who are no longer with the union. Um, shout out to them. Andrew boot and what's up. Um, <laughs> And so I won't I won't do those guys, but um, yeah. So FIFA twenty one, uh, FIFA ratings. All right. So, so it, is
1: it thirty guys? Is that the, the there amount? are
0: twenty six. Twenty six. So got okay. Twenty six. Okay. Um, and so the furthest range that I'm allowing for, like some of my players that I gave, some of the guys I gave up to five. So that means you can go five below, five above to get it right. Got it. Um, but and that gives you like, uh, gosh, was it? Ten out of twenty-six, so you're looking at a forty percent of the uh, the total board that you're covering there. Okay. So that'd be a pretty tough player to find, I'd, I'd imagine. Then there's some players on here where it might be only two, and so that's one that I feel like would be pretty easy for you to guess where they'd be ranked.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Okay. All right. So you ready for your first one? Let's do it. All right. Front of the pod, a guest, Mr. Brendan Aronson. Ooh. Okay. He was on the union for when FIFA twenty one came out. The range that I have set is within three. So three above, three below.
1: Got it. So that so FIFA twenty one range is what it came out. When he was like still lesser known for sure. Like obviously he was on the union, but
0: yeah, I don't have a date for this publish. I wish I did.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like where that would place because he, you know, had a pretty quick rise. So like the end of the year versus the beginning of the year for him mm-hmm. would have been different. Um, but he, I mean, he's he's definitely up there. I'm gonna go at ten.
0: Ten. So that means your range would go down to seven and up to thirteen. Yeah. You understand?
1: Uh, you accept that's that? that's probably. Yeah, let's just go with that. It's probably too, too, too high of a ranking, but let's do it.
0: Brendan Aronson started the year for FIFA 21, ranked at number eight. Oh, okay. So you won. Ding, oh, ding, sweet. ding, All right, all right. Yeah, well done. He was rated a 68 to begin the year with potential to get up to an 80. Ooh. All right, and that was the highest potential of anyone on the team. Nice. So good job. You're up one. All right, now you get to ask for a player.
1: All right, um... So I, I guess this would be a player that I, I would expect to be pretty easy, right?
0: Yeah, you would hope so.
1: Okay, let's do uh, Blake. Two. <laughs> two. I'm going to say two.
0: <laughs> Andre Blake is the number one overrated. That's what I expected. But, yeah, I gave yeah. myself a little, a little wiggle room, but yeah.
1: All right. All
0: right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> there you go. All right. Cool. Um. So you're up to nothing. Sweet. All right. Let me see if I can try to get one that's going to stump you. Well, actually, you know what? I'll go another, just for fun. I'll give you another guest of the pod. Mr. Fontana. Okay. And his range was four.
1: Four. Okay. So, Aronson was eight. Um, I'll put Fontana at... i gonna say like
0: 18. 18. All right, so that gives you a range up to... 22 and down to 14, according mm. to my statistics. Anthony Fontana was, I like the dramatics of this. <laughs> Everyone who's listening is like, this is the most boring thing. I wish they could go faster. <laughs> There's got to be something else they can talk about. Anyway, Anthony Fontana, you guessed 18. He came in at number 20. All right. Oh, so very good. Luke, Killing you were it. In my realm of four. I thought you'd think he you may have been higher, but no, good, good, good job. All right um you get to ask for a player you've already won the game yeah like <laughs> but this is fun
1: all right um oh i'm trying to think of another easy like i get uh, montero
0: um i didn't have him on here because i didn't consider him still on the team
1: oh fair all right, no. all right. uh should i pick another guy
0: yeah, pick another one.
1: Um, Casper?
0: Casper. I have him a range of three.
1: Three? Okay.
0: That's kind of like a medium difficulty level.
1: Yeah. let's say five.
0: So five. So that gives you down to two, up to eight. Maybe that range was too high because Casper, Shabilko, came in at number six Oof. in the union ranking. So, right. man.
1: You're a four for four. All right. All right. Now All you, right. you have to give me a tough one, then I guess.
0: Yeah. All right. Oh, gosh. Well, let's go with the guy we were just talking about. DeVries.
1: DeVries. Okay. Four. Four. So, I'm going to go 22.
0: <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Jack DeVries was number 26 in the union. <laughs> You got it (laughs) yeah um all right cool that was that was fun uh we can do more off air because i i I enjoyed that cool cool. um i will say the top three you want to guess the top three where you got blake blake uh
1: i would say montero Uh uh-huh bedoya
0: yep one two three well done is you want to guess the number four
1: is that's my guess
0: Elsino. yeah Yeah.
1: is he he's probably up there though isn't he
0: um, I'll give you, let's just, El senior was a, I, I had that four.
1: Hmm.
0: I'm going to change it to three. El Senio, three.
1: So if he's not four, I know. who. <sighs> Maybe he's like nine,
0: nine. He was 11. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. All right. I'll, off, off air. We'll take, I'll take, I'll take you through. All right. All right yeah. yeah. Um, all right. One more. Well, no, 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 no. All right. I was going to say Andrew Vooten, but let's, let's move on. Yeah. All right, we could do this all night. It's fun. The The U.S. national team one is good. Uh, I highly suggest going and listening to the Besties yeah. soccer b- show. Bigger um,
1: bigger range of players, so maybe that makes it a little more yeah, interesting.
0: Yeah, they do a full 100 and two guys don't. It was pretty funny, but it was also towards the end of the show, but it left me wanting more. That's why we did it. Anyway, so the Union play NYCFC on Wednesday, then they play Montreal on um, the 21st. That must be a Saturday. So uh nycfc this is a big one this yeah. is a big one nyc they've they've been playing well um i mean this this is a big battle in the east the good thing about the union is right now they're home for obviously in the states but they're like not traveling very far for a long time which yeah. is awesome they're going dc uh red bull and they're really just kind of staying home i mean that's that's it 95 um so this one's home and Saturday's home. So you get two home games this week. Um, you got to get six points from these, right? Especially against these teams in the East who you're competing with. I know NYCFC is going to be tough, but we're coming off a lot, a lot of rest. Yeah. Um, it's a home game. I, I don't know. I mean, anything to add? I, I, I
1: think it's going to be really tough. Actually. I think New York city is, <sighs> I always am a concerned by them. I feel like I say it every time I play against them. They're, they're a team that always gives us trouble. Yeah, but they're definitely kicking, click, clicking in a lot of ways. Um, it seems like Castellanos, who's such a annoying player to to play against, is mm-hmm. um, really clicking, and he's kind of taking lead at, at, at striker there. And I think well, he scored twice in their in their last game. Um, so that's not fun. I know we have we have a good defense and we should be able to handle him but it yeah I mean they're tough they're scary they got they got they got a lot of talent on that team um so I th- I think it's going to need to be a really really strong defensive effort to to get to get the points um I'm not as confident in us getting you know the six points out of these next two games because of them more more so than Montreal definitely uh-huh but and I I I don't know how the union will feel after the CCL game because that was such a you know so much focus goes into that and so much preparation and just like emotion goes into a a big semifinal game like that that and then coming back to play in a home regular season game against sure an Eastern Conference team that we want to you know get get close to in the standings but it's I I feel like that's tough to like refocus into something like that so I'm curious how the union respond to it. And, and, and it is good that they did have the weekend off, uh, from games and, and got to hopefully really prepare for the, for the, the stretch of games. So, but it, it just, it just feels like something that that could go either way in my
0: mind. What would be, I mean, if the union lose this one, then beat Montreal. We're, I mean, obviously we have to accept it. We have nothing you can do about it, but do we feel okay about that?
1: Um, I, I mean, I think it's one of those things, like we said before, like it goes into like how the game gets played out. Um, but I, it, it it will it would be a tough pill to swallow if we lose New York City at home, just because we need we really need those those home points, and yeah, we're kind of we're slipping in the standings pretty quickly with with how tight the teams are. Like it, it it's good that we're tight with everyone, but like it means that the guys behind us, like DC and Montreal, are you know one and two point behind us, and at with the same amount of games played. So it's 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 a tight race, and we could slip quickly if we don't you know keep picking up points. Um yes i i don't know how i would feel about it if we if we lose those games it's just it just feels tough though when new york York city's tough and and montreal's not not as slouch either. so
0: yeah it's, it's yeah i think what you said about them always giving us a hard time that's that's the main thing that i come back to as well it's just never a team that we we really feel comfortable playing against yeah you know yeah yeah they make things very uncomfortable um but yeah hopefully we can at least i mean a tie and a win four points that's pretty good
1: yeah, I think that I'd be really pretty happy with that.
0: Put us at 32 points on the on the year. That could put us pretty high up the standings. It yeah. Doesn't look like anyone. Well, I mean, we're 15 points behind New England, but you know, three three points behind New York City. So, I mean, the whole second through second through seventh place is a five point split. It's pretty crazy. Right. This East is really going to be up for the grabs, and uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this. Uh, little run of home games and stuff works out for us.
1: Yeah. Just okay. looking at New York City's, like, players, they have Cassianos has eight goals, but then they have Medina with seven goals, and same with Tizori Shradi with seven goals. I feel like none of our guys have that many goals. Yeah. That's, that's – I mean, they're, they're scoring a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they got 34 goals, for. They got the best goal differential in uh, the East. Yeah. That's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. All right, man. Well, cool. Um, On Twitter, I did announce that I was going to buy a new jersey. What? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm excited for this. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, And the only reason I bring it up on the pod is because we have a pretty good jersey curse. So just might as well warn people now. Uh, (laughs) So I'm going to run up to my manager after this podcast and request the funds to purchase a birthday jersey. And I'm going to get... um, Glesnus on the back. It's going to be him.
1: There you go. Well done. Go
0: yep. I think he's had enough big moments in Union in the Union colors. I think he's uh, a guy who's going to be around for a little while. And granted, I've said this before about other players, but um, <laughs> I mean it this time.
1: Sorry, you trusty.
0: Yeah. And uh, also the fact that he's a defender. I like yeah. I like having a defender on my back. So, um, I guess, yeah, a lot of my jerseys I've got. Yeah, trusty Rosenberry will be lesness will be my third defender from the union so nice. um seeing colorado next year yeah
1: right no, i think that's a solid pick he's been yeah. i I think he you can make a pretty easy argument that he's been our best player this whole year so that's a solid one
0: and if someone's like oh like what has he done for the union you just say google it and uh you're gonna see some pretty sick highlights And be like oh yeah i want him too." yeah for uh, sure um, and shout out to Zach Richmond. I think he's also got a Gladness jersey, and that, that's I kind of was like, oh, that's a good one. I like that one. So, yeah. hey, buddy. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Um, think predictions? Really to, yeah, I, I really just want to play the Union ranking game again. So uh, let's get out of here as soon as possible. Um, I will predict against NYCFC. We're going to win two one.
1: Okay. Nice. Um, I will say. I'll go 1-0 again.
0: All right. Yo, our last predictions were 3-0 and 2-1. Was that the Toronto game? Did I nail that?
1: You may have. Yeah, I guess that was it.
0: Holy crap. I mean, Casper didn't score a hat trick, but that's a nine-pointer there. Nice. And you get a point for a, a win there. Cool. So I caught up in the our predictions thing that no one cares about. All right, cool. <laughs> so I said 2-1. You say 1-0. I'll go, uh, uh, I don't know. Glesden's will score for me. We'll do that.
1: Nice. I'll do a, a God's dog goal. It's going to continue go. his form.
0: There you go. I'll I'm, I'm have I'm score twice. I'm going to make a lot of money on it. <laughs> All right. Cool, man. All right. Solid pod. Uh, we're going to get out of here. We're going to play a little more union player ranking games. I highly suggest it. I'm having a blast. Um, but thanks for listening to the podcast. And uh, feel free to... What do, what, what do podcasts say? Rate leave a review, subscribe, whatever, whatever I'm supposed to say to get us to be more popular. But thanks for listening, guys. Keep wearing the masks, get vaccinated, and keep being good people. Union Gold!